Hey, you're listening to the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. I'm Steve Spellman, Concerned Citizen with you, filling in for Gary. Well-deserved uh, day off on the holidays here. Uh, you know, Bitcoin's a, a hot topic. Uh, made the news again with the FTX thing, which the bankruptcy guy said really wasn't a crypto problem, but just a crook. <laughs> Old-fashioned embezzlement. Uh, but uh, crypto has uh, come on the scene. A lot of people are interested in it. Um, you know, the last few years, it's got some staying power, um, and that's, that's kind of maturing. But the government doesn't like that. It's competing with the dollar and their system, and can you tax it? And there's a lot of things. So uh, I was referred to, I reached out to a good friend of mine, Glenn Nielsen. He's the uh, former chair of the Missouri Libertarian Party. And I said, you know, do you want to come on and talk about some things? And he referred me to a fellow by the name of Ian Freeman. He's the host of his own program called uh, Free Talk Live. It's a syndicated uh, program and so forth, and he's with us here. Uh, how are you doing, Mr. Freeman? Good morning, Steve. Thanks for having me. I'm good. You betcha. You betcha, yeah. I understand you had kind of had a run-in with uh, uh, the law or the powers that be concerning uh, some your own uh, Bitcoin transactions. Tell us about that. Well, yeah, it was a little bit of a run-in. Uh, they smashed the windows in of my home studio and a place where I live at uh, 5.30 or 5.13 in the morning with uh, some sort of crazy device the, called a Bearcat. Uh, and they just uh, flew in a drone and woke us up. And uh, we came downstairs with a bunch of men pointing guns at us. Uh, it was a pretty crazy situation. There's actually a surveillance video of this happening. If you want to see what it's like, just a little taste of what it's like to have an insanely violent raid on a peaceful home, you can see that at the Crypto great. 6 the crypto6.com there's a bunch of video there so that's that's kind of um you know uh (laughs) one of the most shocking parts of this but the other shocking part is uh we were only accused of doing things related to selling bitcoin there was no actual victims no violence nothing like that and they they didn't have a nuclear bomb in your house yeah they treated us like we were osama bin laden in this uh situation it was absolutely insane so that's one thing that happened. Um, and really what the, the reality of the situation is, the federal government really, really hates cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, and they really want to do everything they can to try to discourage people from, uh, from using it. And that includes targeting companies via the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, filing lawsuits against technology companies that are coming out with new cryptocurrencies and ideas and things like that, uh, like the, the library company, which is spelled L-B-R-Y. Uh, and uh, Ripple, and then also using the FBI and IRS to do in undercover investigations against people like me, where they sent in an undercover agent at one point who posed as a heroin dealer and asked me if I would buy, if I would sell him some cryptocurrency or some Bitcoin after he said he was a heroin dealer. He'd already bought from me a few times, but then he told me he was a heroin dealer, and I told him, no, I can't do that. That would be money laundering if I did that. So he ended up going to one of my uh, Bitcoin vending machines in town and making a purchase there, which I did not tell him he could do. But they they called that money laundering, and, and they charged me with money laundering and, and a bunch of other crap. And then they convicted me in front of a jury last week. Huh. Yeah. So I'm looking at the next 20 years of my life behind bars uh, for ne- never harming another person. Yeah. So why, why the uh, Inquisition uh, against... Uh Otherwise, uh, peaceful Bitcoin consumers, people trading in this and buying and selling. Um, what's, what's, the, what's the big idea? Well, the federal government is really concerned with uh, Bitcoin because their dollar is doing what it was designed to do, which is, of course, fail. 
and uh, continue to be inflated. So that's what is going on out there. Everybody's dealing with inflation, but the news media always misdefines inflation. They always say that inflation is a rise in prices, and the reality is a rise in prices is just a symptom of inflation. Inflation is an increase in the money supply. So they're printing money, you know, and they've been printing money. It's just they ramped it up in uh, 2020 with the whole COVID situation. They ramped it up way higher than they normally would, and now all of a sudden the official numbers are 7 to 8% per year inflation and that's if you believe the government we i think the reality is it's much higher than that but uh you know we're all dealing with that when we go to the grocery store and cryptocurrency like like other alternatives prior to it like gold and silver is an alternative for people to get out from that system and it's one that you don't generally have to ask permission to get into so it's uh crypto is what they call permissionless it's also distributed it's decentralized so the state cannot control it the state has no uh, direct influence over whether or not Bitcoin and the other cryptocurrencies exist, and that really frustrates them because the you know people in the government they love control, they love to have control over things, and having control over money is one of the most important things they could possibly control because it gives them the power to go to war, and it goes it gives them the power to uh, to lock up their populace, and, you know, endlessly. Uh, the U.S. of course has e- even more people in in prison than than even China does. In their population, right. we, were, so. we were talking about that with a, a state representative here a few minutes ago, and uh, important topics there. Um, you know, uh, the FTX scandal uh, seems like that is a deep thing with basically traditional crooks, maybe using Bitcoin or a, a different type mm-hmm. of crypto uh, type interactions as as kind of cover there. I remember in front of Congress there was the uh, uh, the high tech lawyer that uh, does the bankruptcy proceedings. He cleaned up Enron. He's in front of Mm-hmm. Uh, Congress the other day, and he's like, actually, it's not really that complicated or crypto-oriented. It's just an embezzler and a con man. Uh, yeah. But, you know, is we're seeing probably this FTX scandal basically as an excuse by uh, the federal government to further lock down uh, Bitcoin and other crypto-currency uh, mm-hmm. operators. Um, what, what's your observation there as far as what you'd seeing come down the pike or what you'd expect yeah i mean that's definitely what's going on i mean the irony of the ftx situation was that character uh Bankman, which is uh, he's ironically named but uh he yeah. he was calling for uh regulation he was the biggest character within the crypto industry calling for regulation prior to his uh his ftx exchange going down and the, uh, you know, all this all these allegations coming out so it's it's ironic that he was calling for regulation when he himself uh, didn't really actually want any regulations. And some people um, have theorized that he's sort of like this insider job, that he always was there for the purpose of giving the government the excuse to regulate. I don't know. I don't know what the truth is with uh, with him. But you're, that theory, but yeah. yeah. But you're right that, you know, he's just a crook. If if indeed the things are true, what they're saying, then then he's just your standard level Backers, yeah. rip-off artist. Yeah, talking with Ian Freeman. He's a host of Free Talk Live. Uh, Ian, I've got a break here in a few minutes. Do you, do you have a few minutes to stay over the break? Yeah, happy to hang out or? here, sure. Great, great. This is The Gary Nolan Show. I'm Steve Spellman filling in. Do stay tuned. Hey, everybody, you're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. I'm Steve Spellman, concerned citizen, filling in for Gary. Glad you're with us. Uh, good, glad, glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you, I think, is the, the slogan from it the man. Sounds familiar. I don't know where I heard yeah, it before. Yeah, from the man with the booming voice, not me. Uh, but uh, tell you what, we're talking about uh, Bitcoin and how the government's kind of uh, 
clamping down on that, our, ho- our guest here is uh, Ian Freeman. He's the host of Free Talk Live. His website is thecrypto6.com. And uh, we're talking about, uh, Ian, uh, welcome back here, um, that you're kind of a cryptocurrency uh, vendor. You had some uh, Bitcoin vending machines and things like that. And on your website, thecrypto6.com, I'm seeing that the video from uh, March of last year, I guess, in your home at 530 in the morning, there's mm-hmm. a stormtrooper coming in and waking up your family like you're like you're a terrorist or something. You said Obama, Osama bin Laden. Um, where's the, kind of the situation going? Are you, like, are they looking to prosecute you or where's that at oh i already i just got convicted last week of uh, all eight counts against me and actually that's not my website it's uh some i guess some fans or whatever that uh, that put that oh, site okay. together okay. just for the record i don't information about it there. i don't control that site um but oh, okay. uh but yeah they they charge me with uh, a bunch of things and then of course the way this works is you know for those that aren't familiar with the so-called justice system they hit you with a bunch of charges and then they tell you hey look if you don't take a plea deal we're going to hit you with a bunch more charges. And so I didn't do anything wrong, so I didn't take a plea. Most people involved in this case, uh, well, six of us were arrested. They did a coordinated raid on five different properties at the same time that morning across southern New Hampshire and arrested six people, including you know five of my closest friends. Uh, and unfortunately, most of the rest of the people did take plea deals at some point along the, the way, because not because they did anything wrong, but because it's just so scary going up against the the total might and the weight of the federal government. I mean, these people have yeah. unlimited money uh, provided by taxpayers to prosecute you and they're, you know, they just keep on bringing the charges if you don't if you don't crumble. And so I did not uh, take the plea and so they brought more charges in April of this year and at that point I was facing 25 charges uh, various all different felonies and uh, they ended up dropping 17 of them pr- just prior to trial. And then, and then they went forward with only eight charges uh, at the trial. And we were very optimistic uh, because, well, no, number one, I actually had not harmed anyone. And, right. you know, we had the, the truth on our side. Unfortunately, they managed to convince this jury with pure speculation uh, on these various charges. There was a money laundering charge, another conspiracy to money launder charge, a so-called operation of a money transmitting business, and then a conspiracy charge of the same type, yeah. and then four counts yeah. of so-called tax evasion. And they got guilty findings from the jury on all eight of them. So uh, sentencing for me is going to be in April. And, you know, it could be up to up to 20 years um, in prison for never harming another person. Gosh. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> See, also, but we are going to appeal it, so you know it, it's not over yet. We are going to file an appeal, and thankfully, I'm I'm out on uh, you know pretrial confinement. I'm I'm here on home restriction. I've got you know a, okay. a monitoring app on my phone, so luckily I'm not behind bars at this point. So you're being uh, you're tracked. You kind of got an invisible fence around you, and so forth. Yeah, basically. I see on the uh, the crypto six dot com, which is, you know is, is you said a fan site. It's not yep. yours in particular, but it has a reference to. Uh, uh, New Hampshire and the Free State Project. Uh, yeah. I used to kind of track that, catch the Tom Woods show. He talked about it with people. Yeah, sure. Where's that at? I, I have kind of lost track of that movement. Oh, it's going great. Uh, the Free State Project reached its goal in 2016 of 20,000 uh, like-minded, liberty-oriented people who signed a pledge to say that uh, if you know 19,999 other people are willing to do this, I'm willing to do it as well, which was to say to pick up their lives and migrate to New Hampshire. 
And uh, so they met their goal finally. It took a while, but but we did get there. And yeah. then the migration officially started, although many of us had already been here. I moved back in 2006 as an early mover, and, and so did you know a couple thousand other people. So since 2016, we've seen a few thousand others make the move here. Uh, with uh, big numbers coming in the last year or two uh, due to the COVID restrictions coming down on people. I think it, I think those COVID restrictions really woke a lot of people up to the tyranny uh, that is very, very real and that most of our neighbors are not willing to lift a finger uh, to do anything to oppose. So we've seen record numbers of people moving in just the last couple of years here to New Hampshire as part of the as part of the Free State Project. So it's going great. Um, you know, we could use more. Obviously, the more people that we can concentrate of a like mind in one geographic area, the better off we're all going to be. But we've already seen tremendous success stories, uh, both from a sort of inside the system and outside the system activism perspective. There are approximately fifty free staters who've been elected to the New Hampshire state legislature and if that sounds like a lot it is a lot but there are 400 people in the uh, new hampshire state house it's the largest representative body it is a small state yeah so one state representative here quote-unquote represents approximately 3,000 to 3,500 people so you (laughs) you're likely to run into them at the grocery store they might even live in your neighborhood it's a very very small kind of representative uh place it's really that's one of the reasons why a lot of people uh, want to move here and get active in the political system because you know for a couple hundred bucks uh, you can you know if you're willing to go walk door to door and knock on your neighbor's doors there's a good chance you can get elected here yeah, if you got a quick question for uh, ian freeman here you can give us a call 573-874-9390 or 800-529-5572 um in in that regard uh, there's been some movements about not just people moving to a state and kind of, you know, changing the gravity of the political uh, situation, but also like some Western states like your Colorado um, and, and, and Washington and so forth. Looking at, you know, counties that maybe are rural areas, but their politics really uh, are run by, you know, left-wing progressives in a big city, so mm-hmm. like a Denver or a Seattle, yeah. which are just out of control. And so there's like, a, what, a uh, greater Idaho movement? That's right, yeah. That's like trying to get some eastern rural uh, Washington state counties to vote to maybe become a part of the state of Idaho. What What's that about? Uh, that's interesting. It's definitely something we've covered on uh, my show, Free Talk Live, uh, looking at all the various different kind of secessionist movements or independence yeah. movements that are happening across the U.S. And we've seen the the so-called national divorce trending on social media over the last few years. And I think that this is a good thing. It is definitely something that we want to encourage people to do is to pick up their lives and move somewhere. So if you're a conservative type person, then you should get out of those big cities and you should move to places like Texas or Florida or South Dakota or, you know, Idaho. People or, are. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's important because being around people who are of like mind is is also really important. And the same thing's true for liberals. If you're a liberal person, you should get over to Seattle. You should get over to San Francisco. You should move into places where there are like-minded people. If you're a libertarian, you should get to New Hampshire. There's just no other place for for libertarians to be. The idea of concentrating people of a similar belief system together is something that's proven. And so one of the reasons why the Free State Project was founded in 2001 was its founder, uh, Jason Sorens, had done research on some of these other sort of migratory political movements. You look at the Mormons moving into Utah. There's absolutely no doubt that the Mormons have a huge influence 
on that particular plot of land. Look at the hippies that moved in the 70s to Vermont. They completely flipped uh, a red state to to a blue state, basically, even though they still kind of have some gun freedoms there. So New Hampshire having libertarians move in has been a real success. The status quo has really been shaken up. The libertarians have infiltrated the Republican Party here and have done a great job of, uh, and they're starting to infiltrate the Democratic Party just because there's so many of us. We don't need the Libertarian Party yeah. here. We can literally run candidates as the uh, the two major parties and get get people elected that way. And that doesn't happen anywhere yeah. else. You don't have actual voluntarist, anarchist, hardcore libertarians taking office anywhere in the country except for New Hampshire. And it's because of that concentration. It mm. it works. Yeah, yeah. What do you see? Uh, so there, there's a lot of questions that people have. There's intermediate um, knowledge about Bitcoin, even smart people would be like, so what is that? And, and that's a, a deeper conversation, mm-hmm. but where would you see kind of uh, uh, cryptocurrency, the future of that, kind of looking into the future of the next few years, how that market's developing at large, and what people might see in their everyday lives more? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the cryptocurrency space has gone in a direction that a lot of us that were sort of early into it uh, had hoped it, I mean, it kind of knew it would eventually go in that direction, but, and what I'm talking about is this sort of number go up investment. So since roughly the last five years, there's been a group of people who've gotten into Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies simply because they see it as a vehicle to make some money. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. If that's the reason why you're, you know, you're buying Bitcoin, then that's cool. But uh, a lot of us that were early on to this thing, we uh, we adopted the sort of vision that Satoshi Nakamoto, the the creator of Bitcoin, had, mm. and that was this alternative to the dollar, an alternative to the government money systems out there. The Bitcoin white paper is subtitled "A Peer to Peer Electronic Cash System." Satoshi didn't invent this thing to be a number go up investment. But, you know, the mm. the value of it did go up as it was more useful, as people started using it, as websites started to accept it, as mom and pop stores in real life started to accept it for, for payment, then it became useful. And if it wasn't useful, it wouldn't be worth anything. So there's a yeah. there's what's sort of gotten lost in this whole Bitcoin conversation is the actual useful aspect of uh, cryptocurrency, to, to use right. it in a transaction without having to touch your 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 dollars without having to get out a debit card and and have a a business right. owner get hit for three to six percent from the debit card or the credit card companies. Uh, so I mean, Bitcoin can and cryptocurrency can fix these problems yeah. uh, for you know the the uh, the idea of cutting out the middleman basically of money. Can yeah. you can cut out the it banks? Works. You can cut out the yeah. governments. And anytime you can right. cut out the middleman, you're doing a good thing. I think. Yeah. We're running a little, sure. little low on time. We're going to cut out here in a little bit. But, I, yeah, I kind of see it explained to some people. Yeah, there's the investment uh, thing, which gets the attention. Oh, it's up, it's down. Yeah. But I kind of see it as a new financial technology is, you know, we used to have, you know, gold or barter than gold, uh, currency cash, uh, checks, a credit card. There was PayPal. And this is kind of the next thing in, in, in uh you know, transactional uh, evolution and so forth. So a lot more could be said, but I've been talking with uh, Ian Freeman. He's the host of Free Talk Live. You can check out his story at thecrypto6.com. Ian, uh, thanks so much for your time and efforts. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Steve. Bet. You take care. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you what, this is the Gary Nolan Show. We'll take a little break here and be back with more. Do stay tuned. 